What's up, y'all? Let me get situated real quick, real quick. Okay, that was gas, okay? Let's give it up one more time for Cassie. She's amazing. Yeah, so good. All right, all right, all right. Hmm, flip to the correct verse. Well, thank you, Lord. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi, my name is Lily. For those of you who don't know, most of you know me by now. If not, come say what's up after. Um, I'm a sophomore in college, you know, at Parkland. Roll Cobes. It's amazing. Not really. Um, yeah. So I found the Lord. Is this like, am I yelling at you guys? Okay, cool. So um, I was introduced to the Lord my senior year of high school, and ever since then, I was just blown away in love. Um, most of you have heard the story, but before I met the Lord, I was just completely broken. I grew up in an abusive household. My dad, you know, wasn't great, it, but, you know, we got through it. I was just broken, completely broken. I didn't know who I was. I went through like all of middle school, high school with really bad depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, like you name it, I had it. It was bad. So I just grew up, you know, never really feeling love, honestly. Like I didn't know what real love felt like. And I just hated myself. Like I would look in the mirror and like want to cry. Like I just, I hated my body. I hated the way I looked. I hated everything. I even hated my voice, like the way I talked, like everything about myself. I just hated it. Um, so I would talk like so negatively about myself. Like if I got a bad grade on a test, I'd be like, oh, like you're so stupid. Like, why would you do that? Why didn't you study harder? Like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Um, but that all changed the first time I met Jesus. Um, you guys have literally probably heard this story. Everyone knows it. I came to the tent vineyard during COVID and Samuel was preaching an amazing word on forgiveness and at the end of his message he got like a prophetic word word knowledge whatever and it was literally something like I don't know the exact wording but it was like if someone had ever like violated you or hurted you God wants you to know that like that wasn't his plan for you and he loves you and he sees you and I just like when I say I wept y'all literal the grass that was probably growing even more from my tears like wept because in that moment, that was the first time in my life that I have ever felt loved, that I have ever felt true, real love. I felt so seen in that moment. In all my life, I was just broken, you know? And so that life, or that moment literally changed my life. Ever since then, literally the next, that was on the Sunday, the next Sunday, plugged into Rev, started reading my Bible, started coming here. That um, Rev... Yeah, that Rev night was actually in the chapel. Um, it was like a prayer and devotion night before we called them that. Amazing, tears, everything. I just fell so deeply in love with Jesus that I just had to know who he was. Um, so I started reading my Bible. Great, but what people don't tell you when you start reading your Bible is that it's so difficult. Like, I didn't grow up in a church like Cassie and all of you church kids, props to you, but I didn't. And so when I opened the Bible, I was like, is there like a simplified version of this? Like, what's going on here? 
I would like open it, just start reading, and then those thoughts would start coming back. Like, you're so dumb. Why are you even trying to read this? Like, you're not even worthy to be reading a book like this. And yeah, it was terrible, honestly, at the start. I struggled with it so much. But then I finally got in a groove. You know, I got some guidance on like where to start, how to like read it, you know, like the translation that fit for me. And I started reading it, and um, my life literally changed. Like, everybody says that, like, oh, you read your Bible, your life changed. But seriously, like, look at, like, look at me now. Paige, you knew me, high school. Look at the difference. Come on now. Are you kidding me? No, but um, so in Rev, we learn to hear God's voice. Like, you're, we learn Samuel and Kirsten do a great job. All the leaders do a great job, like, getting you to understand like when God is speaking to you, but when you read your Bible, you understand who God is. You're reading his word, and so when thoughts pop up in your mind that are like, oh, you're worthless, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, that is not from the Lord, and you will understand that when you start reading your Bible. You'll be able to discern in your own head when those thoughts pop up in your head like, okay, I missed a basket, I'm so terrible, I should just quit the team, that is the enemy trying to attack you. When you get a bad grade on a test or you play the wrong note, I don't know anything about music, but you get what I'm saying? That is the enemy trying to attack you, and when you read God's word, you're going to understand his love for you. You're going to find your identity. And so when you hear those thoughts, you're going to be like, oh, actually, go to Romans 8.1. God says, I'm no longer condemned. He says, so now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. So when those thoughts pop back into your head, you can just turn to your Bible, turn to your verse. There's more. Um, 1 Peter 2.9 says that you're chosen. 2 Corinthians, you're free. Romans 8, you're made for a purpose. All these things, you can just go down the list reading your Bible and just see God's purpose for you. And, um, what? Okay, never mind. Sorry. Um, so a real-life version of this I just wanted to share. So I'm in this psych class right now, right? And it's like a human development class, right? So boring. Anyway, my professor is talking all about how, like, kids that grow up in an abusive household will have depression, will have, like, personality disorders, are going to struggle with mental illness. And I'm sitting there like, I don't. You know why? Because I don't let statistics define me. I don't let a textbook define me. I let the written word of God define me. And you will... Yeah, seriously, like, it becomes so, like, just, I don't even know. It's, like, I'm up here trying to explain it in words, but you can't explain it, like, how drastically it'll change. And it's so, like, the enemy is so stupid. Like, when I grew up in high school and I hated my voice, look at me now, using my literal voice to communicate to you how good the Lord is. Like, the enemy is so dumb and wants to attack you for the things that God is literally putting you on this earth for a purpose for. Like, get out of here. What? So, I just want to give you guys some examples of, like, um, you know, verses you can turn to, right? <laughs> um... So Romans 8, 28, I'll let you flip there, flip, do, do, do. you need to like the Jeopardy music while you flip to the verse. Um, it says, and we know that God ca um, causes everything to work together for the good of those who love 
God and are called according to his purpose for them. You're made for a purpose. It's that simple. Like, come on, y'all. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next. Hold on, let me find it. Um, Romans 8, 38, or 37. Are we there? Amazing. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. We are victorious because we can read the word and understand God's identity for us and God's purpose for us. So when those thoughts come creeping back into your mind, I get it. It's hard because you've had that thinking for so long and sometimes it's hard to like rewire your brain or whatever the term is. But it's so simple. All you have to do is read your Bible and listen, listen to what God has to say about you. He loves you. He made you for a purpose. Those thoughts are stupid. The enemy is stupid. I love you guys.